tune in and turn on to 650 WCAB. Cabrini Radio has been around for over 40 years. 89.1 WIBF, The Edge. And it has so much history. The Burn in Radnor, 89.1 FM. From its inception in the 80s to present day 2023. You're listening to 89.1 WIBF FM in Radnor, Pennsylvania, Cavalier Radio. There are a lot of stories, and we're going to tell them. You're listening to Cavalier Radio right here on CavalierRadio.com. You are tuned into Carrier to Current, the history of Cabrini Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Carrier to Current, the history of Cabrini Radio. My name is Sonny Terranova. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the evolution of broadcast equipment and technologies since the beginning. From turntables to CDs to digital, Cabrini Radio has kept up with the technological trends. Cabrini Radio was founded on the concept that professional grade equipment was always the standard. Tom Schultz from the 650 AM era explains how the equipment found in the newly minted studios could also be found in professional radio studios in Philadelphia. It was just two rooms right next to each other with a window between them, and um, one one studio was the on-air studio. We had a um, um, a, a new LPB um, board, but it was a had had the, the rotary pots on it, the rotary faders on it, and same thing in the production studio. So, um, and you could feed the production studio over to it. But um, again, we uh, we had turntables, we had you know direct drive turntables, you know, and and we had some cart decks and um, one seat, one cassette player and that was really about the the basics of it but in in turn that's all you much oh and then we had a, we had some very nice otari reel-to-reel <laughs> tape machines probably very very expensive otari tape machines but because we um i would end up going to uh, intern at wysp in philadelphia and work at uh and, and do some interning at a uh, recording studio studio four in philadelphia and those guys use otari you know tape decks as well so i mean these were these were not cheap pr- uh, pr- products but um, but very simple, very basic stuff, and, um, and, and but, but enough to get the, get the job done. But, but it was just really one studio next to a, new, a little studio, but it wasn't much more than a closet and, uh, and just some, a couple microphones and an oscilloscope, and that was about it. So. Boasting about being the first voice on Cabrini Radio, Dr. Jerry Zurich, who was the chair of the communication department at the time, shares how impressed he was with the configuration of the studios designed by Frank Hogan, who was the general manager at the time. Very similar to this, except it was much, much smaller. And so it would not have, it would have just been one table against the wall uh, with the board and with reel-to-reel tape recorders and discs and probably you could touch one wall and touch the other wall. So that's how narrow it was. And then there was an on-air studio and a production studio. It was really nice looking. There's actually a picture. I was the first voice on the radio station, and so uh, it, it was very nicely made. Frank Hogan made it. It looked very professional, and we had the latest equipment. Uh, everything was brand new. And so, yeah, I was just really proud of how it's in a tiny space, we had a full production studio and a full on-air studio. Keeping up with the trends, 
WCAB carrier current in the 80s shifted to FM in the 90s. Jenny Igo was a member of the station during that momentous switch. I, we didn't really have anything cutting edge. We were, it was very basic. So freshman year, the, the first two semesters that I was with the station, it was still AM only. It was WCAB uh, radio. We didn't go FM until I think the fall of 90 is when WYBF started. So it was still pretty basic. We were, you know, turntables and carts and reel to reel machines. Hearing the word cart in 2023 in reference to music and radio stations doesn't really ring a bell for current students who typically only play digital files on air. Tom Schultz sheds light on this old school form of technology. Basically, miniature tapes that come in a cartridge that have a song or commercials and they just went on a loop and, and where they had little tones uh, that you that the the uh, machine heard and would stop and start when it needed to, but uh, and uh, there, there was that, that was fascinating technology at the time. But again, uh, and after I learned later on, and you know, in, in the, the mid '90s and in the 2000s, that you know that that all that technology went away with the with the advent of the computer and the and the different types of software. But you know, just basic, it was real basic old school radio back in 1982 when we first started. Just you know, reel to reels, uh, tape decks, and um, turntables. Not only did the equipment change, but so did the station studio. What began in two closets in Widener Lecture Hall in the early days moved to a newly renovated larger studio space in Founders Hall in the late 90s. This is currently where the station can be found. Joining us in the current production studio, Dan and Dawn Francis, both members of the AM to FM switch give more detail on the original studio space and how the technology they used helped them produce their radio shows. Fun fact, Dan and Dawn Francis met while on the Cabrini radio staff together and later got married. It was like in this room that we're in, split this room in half, and that might even still be bigger than where we were. Yeah, if you took this room and put a wall across this way. So I'm sorry for the podcast, but this, this room is probably about 12 by 12. So take this room, put a wall through the middle with a window like that. So you could see the other side. Mm -hmm. So it was console here, console there, and there are two mirror images, but that was news and this was music. But in here you had, you had uh, racks behind you. And truthfully, visualizing, I think if, if I, if the console was here, like you could reach behind you to grab the carts. So it was kind of tight. It was very tight. Yeah, it was tight. And the console was really old. It had rotary dials. It wasn't faders. It was, you know, turning turning right made it louder. It was like big rotary dials. Had VUs, like classic VU meters. But, it, you know, it was kind of a little dated and old. Big giant, like, rocker switches to, to choose, yeah. like, A versus B. It was like, you know. But it was, it was two turntables next to you to the left. Two turntables... I think a cassette deck was kind of behind it sitting there. And then in front of you on top of the console were three carts. Yeah. And the cart machines were huge. I mean, these, these look like they're out of the 50s. Mm -hmm. they, they were these giant machines that were kind of always running and it had a tape loop inside, you know, and it would cue back up and it was pre-recorded. And then the records to your right on the wall, right? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you had a little like index card, like a cookbook kind of index card thing and that had the PSAs in it so you could randomly pull one out. 
you know, know a friend who's down? Yeah. Cheer up their day, you know, or whatever it was. And then there were carts, too, that were PSAs, Mm -hmm. like the crash test dummies Mm -hmm. and other um, weird stuff of the time. Yeah. Cabrini Radio, always staying up to date with the latest industry trends, had as continuously upgraded studio equipment and technology to ensure students were learning on professional grade equipment. Kevin Durso, member of the 89.1 WYBF Cavalier Radio era, explains how exciting it was for him to get his hands on new technology. We kind of just used a lot of the basics that were already here. There wasn't anything really new and unique that came in at that time. You know, a lot of a lot of what I'm working with, like sitting in here right now, is very similar to what I was working with then. I know that we did all the editing and any production work. It was still on audition, which I assume it is now. We actually almost didn't even schedule anything. We just had playlists that we would rotate. That's how easy it was because it it, it was a total game changer. By the time I got in here and got my hands on some stuff. From CDs and turntables to audio vault and digital technology, Cabrini Radio upgraded technology tremendously by the time the 89.1 WYBF The Burn era started. Conducting remote interviews became possible during this era, along with broadcasting games. Jill Smith, a member from The Burn era and currently the general manager since 2014, found herself utilizing the equipment and doing her radio show with the same studio setup Cabrini Radio has today. So we had Audio Vault that we were using. You know, we were still listening to CDs at that time. Digital was out, but like not the way that we play digital now. So we would burn CDs and play the music from the burn CDs. Our biggest innovative piece of technology was this Marantz deck, which is a portable recorder with a microphone. And we would take that to interviews. It was huge. I mean, it was like a suitcase that you carried around with you to an interview. But it was neat because it was like you didn't have to have somebody come to studio to do the interview. You could do a remote interview at that time. It was much bigger and cumbersome than anything that we would use now. However, that was interesting. So you could, you know, finally do remote interviews. The other thing was we had a piece of technology for sports calling that you called into. You literally had to call on it and pick it up. And then that's how we were able, I think it was called a Comrex now that I'm thinking about it. So a Comrex and you had to call into it and then it was connected to the board somehow. And that's how we called games. The studio setup is the exact same setup that we currently have. So everything that you see in the studios today is how the studios looked when I was a student. However, What was a really cool feature was the production studio and the on-air studio could talk to one another through this talkback button. And so that was really fun to be able to have one friend working on a project in the production studio while you're doing a radio show and be able to like talk back to one another without actually having to be in the same room, you know, kind of get you through your show. Sports and broadcasting have tended to always go hand in hand. Cabrini Radio has broadcasted games in the past, much like it still does today. Broadcasting games on Cabrini Radio, a switch in equipment was made. Chris Fonte, part of the 89.1 WYBF Cavalier Radio era, 
knew how to use the equipment along with the general manager, Jill Smith, and one other person. When we announced sporting events, we had this like big box that we had to like plug in to like a cable line at the field, which was just, it was so many different steps. There were only like two people on campus that knew how to do it. So I was one of them. I think Jill was another one of them. And then there was like one other person that actually knew how to do it. And then when I was an exec, we actually switched to a different model where it was just one cube, I don't know. And then we had another like data hotspot that we used and just plugged in and was able to broadcast maybe what you still have now. But that was kind of like a cool transition. Um, I think you've seen the video of the old way that we had to broadcast games. But it was definitely fun to try something new. Uh, the only issue was certain places didn't get good reception. So it was uh, a bit challenging. But um, it was pretty cool to be a part of, you know, switching out of the old, going into the new, simpler way of doing stuff. The process today for running a radio show on Cabrini Radio is much different from the 6.50 a.m. WCAB Carrier Current Era, a complex process for Andy Zipfel. He knew what the most complex process was on Cabrini Radio. If you were uh, working the soundboard, the most complex thing you might possibly do, or at least I would do, would be I could go to the Reel of Reel on one channel, then I would have a record already queued up, I'd go to that, I'd punch the cart deck red button to start the cart, in between the songs, then I would have uh, fade up the intro of the next song. So, and and that and that's a lot all in one, you know, in, at one time here. So um, we didn't always do all of that at one time, but uh, but that was the uh, analog world we were living in back then. Cabrini Radio has had lots of different technology throughout its history. Having a software that would play music without a live DJ present in the studio is ideal. A so-called robot DJ, as Greg Matarazzo put it, is automation. Greg was a member of the 89.1 WYBF The Burn Era, programming the hours for automation and building out playlists. Automation had issues within itself. We had software or a program where we understood that we weren't going to have live DJs on air all the time. And we had this software that we could program and it was essentially a robot DJ. That's what I'll call it. It probably has a technical name, but it was a robot DJ that for those late hours or those hours where there was no live DJ, we went in, we programmed the hours that we wanted this to play we had these playlists that we would build out and then we integrated PSAs into that. So essentially it was a radio DJ playing hours worth of music and PSAs with nobody in the room. And there would funny enough be times where the robot DJ would maybe short circuit or 
something would go awry and it would be like maybe midnight and somebody would realize that maybe the song is skipping or maybe something, maybe there's a dead air. And I remember times that people were running down to the radio station and like having to like fix robot DJ because he had short circuited or malfunctioned. And to me, that's hilarious. And that's a wrap for this episode of Carrier to Current, the history of Cabrini Radio. My name is Sonny Terranova, and thank you to the alumni that made this episode possible for sharing their experiences about the technology they used on Cabrini Radio. There's been many different types of technology Cabrini Radio has utilized over the years. Cabrini Radio has consistently upgraded its technology to keep up with the latest technological trends. Thank you for listening, and make sure to check out more episodes of Carrier to Current. This podcast was produced by the 2022-2023 executive staff of Cavalier Radio. You can tune in to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cabrini Radio is still going strong, so check us out at CavalierRadio.com, where we stream 24-7. Please like and follow on all of our socials at Cavalier Radio.